walk of the wild ones into the woods and the darkness. Rebirth the ways of the ancient ones whose tracks were washed away in blood. It falls to us now to open up and taste beyond what we've been fed. Take up the phoenix fire, cleansing change to light the path instead. Hello, welcome back to Where the Wild Women Are podcast. This is your host, Lindsay Dalton. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Kath Nolden. She is a grey area drinking coach. Kath shares her own story of grey area drinking and how it was affecting her life and how she now helps others on their journey to sobriety. It was a great conversation with Kath. I think this is a subject that shows up for so many people in such a subtle way that many of us don't recognise and, of course, many of us are struggling with. I think even if this is something you don't struggle with yourself, you will know somebody that this affects for sure. So it's a great conversation to listen to. I will just let you know that sadly, there are some sound disturbances in this episode. The quality of the sound is not great. However, the conversation was such uh, an enjoyable one and one I think you'll really um, value and get a lot from that it felt worth sharing with you. So I really apologise for any sound disturbances, but please do go ahead and listen to this great episode and all of the knowledge and the great story that Kath has to share with you. I look forward to connecting with you. If you'd like to connect, you can find me at Instagram. I'm at wherethewildwomenare.community. I also have a free Facebook community where I hang out a lot. Uh, It's called Where the Wild Women Are, and it's a group. So if you just search for me, you should find us there. I hope you enjoy the episode. Keep listening, keep reviewing, and I shall come back for a new episode soon. So very warm welcome to my guest today. Hi, Kath. Hi, Lindsay. So lovely to have you here. So Kath and I are going to be talking about um, grey area drinking today. Would you just like to introduce yourself to everyone that's listening, Kath? Yeah, so I'm Kath, Kath Nolden, and I help um, mission-driven women, really, those mission-driven spiritual entrepreneurs, healers, therapists, coaches, anyone with a big mission or even women who just love personal development, who are on a mission to feel healthier. Um, And if alcohol is getting in the way and they're just really done with that, done with the day ones, then I help them to get and stay sober, build those healthy success habits so that they can really be all of who they are. They're, They're kind of best version of themselves. Um, I know that we wanted to chat today mainly around kind of grey area drinking because I know that's where you kind of specialise, not so much in anyone who's struggling, you know, on the other end of the spectrum with, you know, alcohol dependency and the point where they need that um, professional help. But what is grey area drinking for anyone who's kind of wondering about that? Can you kind of break for us a little bit? Yeah, so there's a wonderful lady called Jolene Park, who is the world's leading expert on grey area drinking. Um, For anyone that wants to really find out more, I highly recommend listening to her TED Talk. You can just go to greyareadrinking.com, find her TED Talk, and she's phenomenal. She's who I did my training with. Um, But grey area drinking really is like we were just talking about, you have that place right at the end of the drinking spectrum where people literally can't stop drinking. They are maybe, you know, completely physically dependent on alcohol, would need to be medically detoxed. Then you have the other end of the spectrum where people can just have a glass of wine now and again, or, you know, it's just not a thing for them. It's just not a thing. And then you have this gray area, this whole space in the middle, 
which is where most people are who are questioning their drinking or drinking more than they mean to perhaps they just think oh I'm going to have a, a glass of wine after work to relax and then before they know it the whole bottle is gone mm. um, or maybe they've done some sober days so they can do a few days but they're just thinking about drinking all the time and just really questioning it and on the outside it looks like they have it all together you know they're running their business or they're looking after their kids running the family um, almost hiding behind a mask knowing that they're not they're not really living in alignment like they've got this thing mm. <laughs> this alcohol issue that's going on um and it keeps it's like those whispers that keeps coming up mm. I feel like so many people may not even recognize that in themselves like it's such a it, it's so um normalized in our society that you know this is what I see all the time on you know social media for example especially with mums this kind of oh is it gin o'clock or wine o'clock or this kind of idea that you know send help send chocolate and wine this real normalization around using alcohol as a as a coping strategy is that something that concerns you as well <laughs> as me you know it's it's what I hear all the time it's like alcohol is everywhere it's everywhere it's in the shops you know buy three bottles of wine for blah blah and it's on the mm. films it's it's normalized it there's a whole big sort of romance about it and it's it, it's very social it's everywhere and what I find is when people actually try to cut it out of their lives they're like well how do I tell people I don't drink anymore how do I ignore the adverts on tv how do I do the weekends without feeling like I'm missing out on fun and it is everywhere yeah and, mm. and I really had that in my own journey at the start as well which is I had thousands of day ones thousands of attempts um so it's just really it's something you knew that. did you know that you were like how, did it feel like it was an issue for you or was it something you were just like I'm just going to try and see you know was no. it one of these kind of health tips no it was a huge issue for me it mm. was a big problem in that um I mean I so I didn't really I never ever liked alcohol I remember growing up I used to have um a glass of wine or something as a, as a teenager and just thought oh I don't really like it I don't like the taste I didn't really um discover wine wine was my thing that's <laughs> why I talk about wine um I didn't really discover it until I started just um sort of getting out of controlling situations in my life like various people I was with or jobs I was in that didn't feel good I mean originally this whole thing started as a sugar addiction which I had as a child so since I was five I was comfort eating we've got this idea of what um, like you were explaining about the spectrum that perhaps they have a feeling like oh it's okay because I can still go to work and I'm not hungover and I'm this and I'm that and I'm still functioning and you know it's so normalized is that an element of almost like the ego not wanting to change and just stay in that place yeah and I think for me it started with because I, I remember being in that place mm. and I had a I had those whispers those whispers that were saying Kath is this doesn't feel good you're drinking too much this doesn't feel right get a grip and I think yeah you know I am and 
but then I'd be burying my head in the sand thinking no I enjoy wine I like the taste of wine I like the buzz I like it just feels like I'm letting my hair down and having fun so it took a long long time before I really realized hang on I am waking up feeling miserable feeling guilty feeling dreadful just absolutely dreadful and in the end staying stuck and that feeling that horrible feeling um I wanted to be present and I wanted to really experience things in the moment and not have that guilt or that shame Mm. um and in the end that feeling of yuck I can't describe it uh it just became so big that and also with Rich my husband giving me that wake-up call I mean if he hadn't have said that it probably would have carried on and just kept Mm. but that gave me the big push I needed and I think when things start happening in in your life like maybe or people might might start commenting oh you're drinking a lot or whatever or, or it's just I mean for me it was more of a mental thing what about if you notice it with somebody, say like you've got a friend or spouse, partner, whoever, and you're noticing that they are tending to say things like, you know, if they've had a bad day, they'll say, oh, I just really need a insert whatever type of drink here. Like, cause I've had a bad day. It's almost like, oh, but it's been a, you know, it's been a long week. So I'm definitely going to, it's almost like a reward for a difficult time. If you start to notice that, or if you start to notice in yourself, like, I guess those are two different questions. First, if you start to notice, someone else like is there anything is there anything anyone can say or do or I guess yeah I guess that's my I mean I have to answer that really honestly in that I don't usually say anything if, if mm-hmm. somebody says that you know and, and that's someone that that does drink and it's not a thing for them and that's their viewpoint I've I've realized from experience of trying to yeah. almost say to people oh no that's that's you know I've never really gone there because people people who aren't where I am or Mm -hmm. or or we are not drinking don't don't resonate don't understand people who don't have that addiction or it's just not a thing for them or they're happy I mean it's it's such an individual journey isn't it so I I tend to just don't I don't really say anything unless they come to me and they're saying oh I wish I could do something instead of drinking I wish I didn't have to you can clearly see it's like Mm. bothering them I feel like there's such a education piece around drink that's so missing like I know it's tricky because I think you know at that in those teenage years maybe you wouldn't listen anyway (laughs) you know so maybe there's maybe there's not a call for it but I do feel like around I feel there's a lot there's a lot missing in terms of what happens to our brain when we're drinking what happens in terms of when we're using alcohol in a way that's not healthy for ourselves those kind of things yeah. like I feel like yeah. that I just don't ever remember receiving any information about that never see and I feel like even now it, it's not like I said it's still so normalized it's still so yeah I, mean, I think when you when you see it you see it everywhere but I think for many people it's still there's still a huge missing piece here in terms of like just Mm. just the education just knowing some of the kind of pitfalls because I remember saying to a friend um I think I'd had a hard day and I was just venting you know as you do to a friend and she just said oh you know get yourself a nice gin and tonic or something tonight and haven't and I said oh no I never do that on a bad day because I'm on the other end of the spectrum where you know I can have have a drink and it's not an issue 
I'm very mindful of if I'm having a bad day, that's definitely not a day that I would have a drink on or eat chocolate on or whatever, right? Because then I know that I've anchored it to the experience of the day versus sitting with that experience, being present with that moment, feeling all those, like it's okay to vent. I think because we want our friends to feel better, we try and suggest things. And yeah, I think it's just interesting how that has become so normal. But what would you like? Okay, if I really hear on what you're saying about like not helping, like not maybe trying to, because it never really goes down well, does it? Try to help somebody or suggest something, or give advice when you're not asked. So that's good to hear that you said that. But how about if someone's listening to this and thinking, that's me, like everything you've just said is me, where would they even start to, um, to make a change? The way that I started to make a change, because it, it really did feel so overwhelming, mm. I, I so recommend just getting curious, first of all, and just maybe taking a break, just maybe taking a month off. Mm-hmm. Um, see how you go with not drinking what's it like um keeping a keeping a journal keeping a diary and and also maybe people can recognize when they typically would reach for a drink like is it after a hard day at work is it a stress response is it um I don't know I mean is is it an anxiety thing Mm. just noticing those those things and getting support with that getting in the the, there's some wonderful sober groups out there as well um but I I yeah I think just get curious just try a month or even a week (laughs) Mm, and also I really I would love to recommend a book which really helped me called Alcohol Explained Mm -hmm. which really really helps with the education piece about what alcohol really does really really does Mm -hmm. particularly it's a great book to read as well if people are not drinking and they're feeling a bit wobbly and they're questioning like am I doing the right thing by not drinking honestly just opening that book Mm -hmm. reading any page like oh thank goodness I don't do that anymore yeah it's like a validation piece there just to keep you on that on that on that path and I guess for you like a big part of that was having that sisterhood and having that support that I guess not so much accountability but just having other people on the journey with you yeah and you mentioning accountability actually I really feel that's a big piece Mm. I had an accountability partner that I we did our first year sober together and I found her um in another group before I started my own group I was on another um group and so what I did to do my first month sober I decided to do um, a no drinking challenge to raise money for the hospital that um, helped look after my husband for his heart transplant Mm. and I thought oh great um you know I could raise money and there's no way I could drink because that's a really important Mm. thing close to my heart and I put a post in that group saying that's my idea that's how I'm going to do it wish me luck and this lady saw my post and she said, oh, Kath, can I, can I do this with you? I'd love to be your partner. Can we do it together? And I was like, oh, how wonderful. It, it felt so good. And we messaged every day, mm-hmm. just a quick check-in. We became really good friends. Um, and it was so nice to have that support. You know, technology is such a wonderful thing, isn't it? 
yeah that's so fantastic that she was able to reach out like that as well and I think having sometimes even you know when you do something with somebody else you have that accountability especially if you say you're going to do something like you set you set that goal up for yourself in a way that you couldn't really get out of you know that's such a good tip for anything really for any anything that you know you're going to talk yourself out of you're going to sabotage yourself out of kind of thing you actually and because it was to your values to what really mattered to who you are as a person and what obviously affected your life um that's such a good way of motivating yourself and putting yourself out there and and then what happened after that because I wanted to continue so in my head it was I'm going sober forever but the forever part felt too scary so I broke it down into months but to do my second month um in my head I was like I'm just going to carry on I've done a month I know I can do two months Mm -hmm. and I had people coming up to me saying oh you've done it now you can have a drink now and to that I replied I could but you know what I actually feel so much better Mm because I really did I had more energy I felt better and I thought I'm just going to carry on a bit longer Mm. and I'm like oh okay and and that's how I carried on um I just kept saying oh no it's really good I'm really enjoying this that's amazing I had to act as if a little bit because it wasn't quite I was going to say that yeah yeah were there some struggles then along the way were there some challenges along the way oh definitely definitely yeah but I, I managed to build a toolbox and have special things to kind of support me. Mm. And the sober groups is one of them, just being able to reach out, struggling and um, having like women from all over the world comment on a post. Mm. And it's, yeah. So I think it's so good. So um, if anyone is kind of at the point where they're like, okay, well, I'm ready to make a change how can they how can they find you and I'm going to know I'm going to put the um the show notes here but what's the best way of reaching you the best way is to reach me on Facebook which would be inside my Facebook group Sober Sisters Rise which is specifically for mission-driven women anyone that loves personal development anyone that has that growth mindset wants to really learn how to do this in a way that feels fun and um yeah just to leave gray area drinking behind make it stick get those supportive healthy habits in place it's a really supportive community so that's the best place to find me that's fantastic i have a ton of free training i have loads of free trainings that can help as well oh that's great thank you so much we'll put all those links as well in there so people can find you and just get some support and see what that looks like and also the books that you mentioned as well because that sounds really really helpful I'm interested to read the the second book that you just mentioned about um about alcohol um tell me a little bit about what it's like now and how different you feel physically emotionally oh life is just amazing now so I began this journey just over five and a half years ago I have had a few drinking experiments in that time so I haven't been 100% sober but you know pretty much pretty much sober all that time Life is just so good. Um, I built my coaching business. I've met so many people um, on this journey and hearing so many inspirational stories. My husband is is back to his full health. I'm so glad. Our marriage has deepened as well mm. because we went through a really rocky patch. Um, so so that's that's really great now. And 
it's so much better in so many ways mm. and you have more energy you're saying before as well more so. energy my mental health is amazing now I don't have all oh, my anxiety is completely gone um I had various skin issues and things they've gone sleep yeah. so much better that's fantastic in every way that's so fantastic so rewarding as well to see for you working with women who are in the place where you've been and supporting and them the and then being able piece. to see that the results yeah oh, the confidence yeah. piece is probably the biggest thing I am doing things now like this doing this interview yes. with you I would have run a mile even last year I couldn't have done this wow so yeah yeah that's amazing and I think when you when you do go through a journey with something and you change so you know it's such a huge change um that does bring your confidence to new levels as well because you know you're facing your fear you're facing the thing that perhaps you don't know how to change but then you do and you're um, out the other side and all of a sudden you're like what else can I what else can I take on what other self-development yeah. have I have I got that's coming for me and when like, we learn to just turn that fear dial down we yeah. can do anything we can do anything we want mm-hmm. but it's about finding like who you are as well I guess you know you have so many years using using the alcohol and using the drinking as a as a coping me- mechanism that it shuts down to the experience as to living who you are and your authentic self and now you yeah. know you can be on the other side of that way you're finding okay what does make me happy what really does bring me joy what connects people and yeah it's yeah oh it's so such an important topic and something that I just don't hear talked about as much you know I do hear obviously about sobriety but not so much about this gray area drinking and I think that that's where the conversation needs to be because I know that so many um so many people but women in particular will be feeling that um and you know there's so much pressure on women to so many things to do there's so many things that we have constantly in our heads and trying to kind of escape that feeling of being in and trying to be in our bodies can feel really tricky I think that's where um this happens often have you got any good tips for people if they want to try to be more present in their body or just be more present in the in their life without reaching for alcohol have you got any kind of top kind of tips or things that you find particularly useful just like I always ask for just a couple of tips uh one of the things that uh I think a lot of women struggle with is that witching hour that kind of mm. 4 till 7 p.m end of the day wanting to switch off which is typical time for for drinking and just something I love to do myself and I'm always telling people you've got to try this it's it's such a lovely thing to do is just to create an evening ritual I love rituals and it doesn't need to be anything complicated but just understanding that it's the body's natural time to start Mm. withdrawing to start unwinding and it's that time for replenishing really going into our our feminine energy Mm -hmm. and our being which is so many people as I'm sure you know Lindsay can just feel so resistant to this yeah but just having some simple rituals like making some tea sitting with maybe some essential oils a candle doing something like um reflective journaling Mm -hmm. so just checking in with yourself how are you feeling and replacing wine for example or whatever the drink is that uh, people would normally have just replacing that with an alternative 
something that really helped me was having um, an alcohol-free drink. There are some great alcohol-free drinks out there. It's not for everyone. Some people find them too close to the real thing. Um, mm -hmm. But having a special drink or a special herbal tea or something in a favorite mug and just creating new habits, new rituals, turning inwards, calming the nervous system, breathing, just mm. starting to connect, just starting to build that relationship with ourselves. Mm. Which is a, a long process. <laughs> it's a long process, but I think you really you've um hit something there in that witching hour. I think that's so so common. Such a such an interesting time of of day for for many people that will relate to that. And I think you know even just bringing awareness to that, that's where all change begins. We can't change anything until we're aware. And I think that's what I heard you say is just being really curious and bringing awareness, starting to notice when is it that you are feeling in this way. How does that feel in your body? All of those things can be um, really important. Those are great tips to share. So thank you so, so much. And also not beating ourselves up, mm. having huge compassion for ourselves, because sometimes it can be undoing a lot of years of, of doing this and changing yeah. those patterns. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's a journey, seeing it as a journey. And I think that's why I liked yeah. when you were explaining your journey, you said, say anything negative towards yourself there which I really liked like I think that's important just watching how we talk about how we come back to um our compassion always because we just like you say it's a lot of unlearning to do on that journey yeah thank you so yeah. I feel like there's much much more to talk about um but I feel like for today that has been fantastic and I really appreciate you coming on chatting with us about this so yeah if you've been listening and you've been thinking that this is something you want to get on to transform your relationship um to have you you know be present in your body and if Dre gray area drinking is something that you think you have um is a challenge in your life at the moment then definitely get in touch with Kath and she'll be able to help you within her Facebook group and her many wonderful offerings. Thanks again, Kath. Thank you for having me, Lindsay. I've so enjoyed our conversation. You're so welcome. So bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode and you want to hear more, please do give us a review. Um, your reviews are so appreciated and really the best way for podcasts to grow and to reach more listeners. If you would like to come and connect with me, you can find me at Instagram, where the wild women are, dot community. Um, come and say hi and let me know what you liked best about this episode. It would be lovely to chat with you. Okay, until next time. Bye. Step by step through the unknown, I'll be your light and you'll be mine. In darkness, let love light the way to feed the soil of changing times. Step by step through the unknown, I'll be your light and you'll be mine. In darkness, let love light the way to feed the soil of changing times.